You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College of UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. Hi, I'm Gabriella Tam. I'm a fourth-year accounting student. And welcome to... Social Justice. Social Justice, a conversation. A conversation. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to our program, program three of the new fall semester. And uh, I'm here with my partner, Gabriella Tam, and we're going to sort of get a list of grievances and problems that we have come across since we last spoke to you. Um, one of the great things about doing this show is um, the show in many ways writes itself mm -hmm. because we have so many things going on in our country, uh, even in the last couple of days that you know are, are, are really very, very uh, uh, sad. But I want to start off with uh, the Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, um, because this is a disturbing story about a man who uh, basically uh, holds a position of high authority in the Senate, and uh, he has been indicted. Uh, this is the second time he's been indicted for 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 actually for bribery amongst amongst a number of other things and um, you know when the um, law enforcement authorities went into his home uh, they found uh, a number of bars of gold they found hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash uh, and and probably a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, <laughs> the authorities didn't even release to the public um, but you know it's it's very troubling because you know much like the judiciary that we have in our country, and we've talked about this before, how people, you know, on the Supreme Court basically uh, uh, are, are not, do not keep to the strict ethical standards that they should. Um, here's a man who's a senator. I mean, it's it's a, it's a job of responsibility, um, but it's a privilege to be a senator. There's only 100 senators in the whole country, and um, you would think that a person would be very scrutinous about, you know, uh, how they conducted themselves, and uh, you know, etc. But um, Gabby can can talk about this as well because it's I don't get it. No, yeah, I don't. I don't understand how he got like those bars of gold and how he got that much money. And like we were talking about earlier, like you said, he put it in a coat. Like he, like I, I imagine he like sewed it in. It's it's just shocking how far people will go to hide their money and stuff yeah well what's interesting of course is you know when you're a senator you have so many you have so many uh advantages uh you know you you have a very good salary uh you have plenty of vacation time mm -hmm. uh you have uh, basically free medical care yeah uh, you have security if you need it you have a whole bunch of stuff and uh, this, is, this is the second time that he's been involved in this stuff. And they can't, you see, the problem is that you, you, you really, when somebody 
makes a mistake like that twice, there's a question of whether or not they're adhering to the ethical standards that yeah. are supposed to be um, present. Um, but he's not going to resign. And what's interesting enough is the vast majority of people who have called for, for him to resign are Democrats. The, mm -hmm. re the Republicans have been totally quiet about this. And the reason I think the Republicans have been totally quiet about this is they want to keep him as the senator because he's up for re-election next year. Mm -hmm. And they, have, they figure probably if we run a strong candidate, we'll beat the Democratic candidate and we'll pick up that seat rather than if he resigns now, the governor can pick somebody completely new who's also a Democrat but doesn't have any scandals in his background. Yeah. So it's kind of like a really a mercenary decision. I mean, they know he shouldn't, obviously, m most of them should know that he shouldn't be he there. But, of course, the thing is, you know, they've been backing the ex-president. Mm -hmm. So how can you call... How can you call, in a sense, for this guy to resign when they've been backing a man who's under indictment in four different jurisdictions? I oh, mean, yeah, like I, there's just so many. There's a, there's just a trend going on mm. that I feel like that more people should be like questioning, like, oh, should we really have these people, you know, mm. lead our country, make yeah. decisions for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know, one once they get in. It's very hard to get them out. Yeah, you know, um, they get like a taste of like power, and then it. they want more. Yeah, well, that was you know in in, in the class, you know, advice and consent. I mean, there's a perfect example yeah. of that where you know um, they don't think they're answerable to anybody, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's a trend that's been going on in our government for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see. There's you know not just the ex president. There's a whole bunch of people. Yeah, who just basically believe you know. You can do whatever you want, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's one of the reasons people people are so disillusioned, though. Yeah, you know, when you see like uh, uh, when uh, Trump is going to run probably against Biden. Uh, yeah, but the thing is that the vast majority of people don't want either one of them. Yeah, it's yeah. like was it? It's like the saying, like oh, like the lesser of two evils. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that segues into our, our second little item here, which is you know Donald Trump's business and the, the Trump Organization, mm -hmm. and uh, basically, basically the judge uh, who who was hearing the case basically said that it's a fraud. Yeah, that that he's involved in in in, in uh, you know putting out fictitious numbers. Uh, as to uh, as to his assets, putting out fictitious numbers as to revenue, um, you know that his uh, loan applications were bogus. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole deal, and and that is basically what he based his uh, uh, political career on, and the uh -huh. Apprentice on that he was a successful businessman and he had done all these things and made all this money, et cetera, et cetera. But the judge said basically all the stuff was cooked up. Yeah. I when you like told me about that I was like like obviously I'm sure he had like accountants like work working on this right for me as an like as an accounting mm -hmm. student I'm like how do you put out like fictitious like numbers and stuff cuz you know it's a it's a long road for our like to get a CPA mm -hmm. and you doing that you risk losing your CPA like mm -hmm. something you work super hard for mm -hmm. like to, that to me just doesn't make sense yeah well, you look at it. You, you're looking at it from a moral point of view. <laughs> I mean, the guy that the guy that uh, 
worked for him, Alan Weisselberg. Um, you know, he, he went to Rikers Island. He went to prison. Oh. And he actually, he actually uh, uh, still refused to cooperate with the authorities. Still, and, you're, you're and, literally and, in prison, and you're yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> But he, but the, the the ex president did all kinds of things for him. Oh, he got all kinds of goodies. Uh, it wasn't just it wasn't just um, uh, you know his salary. Mm-hmm. He paid uh, he paid the rent for his children. I mean, he did a lot of stuff for oh. the guy. So the guy, you know, in a sense, is beholden to him. Yeah. But but you know, I I, I, I always say you know that one of the fields that is that you know law obviously is one of them, mm-hmm. but certainly accounting. Is one of those fields that's very challenging, yeah. Because you know you get into one of these places, and you know people come to you. Maybe we could just change this a little bit, you know, to make the numbers look, look unquote, yeah, look better. Yeah, better, yeah. And uh, you really have to, you really have to have a, a, an ethical background uh, in working for some of these places, especially on Wall Street. Uh-huh. There's so many, there's so many things that go on there that are not um, that are not ethical. Yeah. And, and, and how people present financial figures in a certain way. Uh, you know, well, you know, you've been studying it for yeah. a number of years. You know, it's, uh, it, it's certainly morally challenging. It is, yeah. So um, talk a little bit uh, for, for our audience about the New College of Florida situation. So basically what is happening in New College of Florida, um, like, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was like one of the most, like, liberal like colleges mm. in florida and they like promoted themselves as like that they're mm. very welcoming of lgtb uh, lgbtq like mm. students and just like everyone they're like oh like you can come here um and then the bill or like law about banning courses like gender studies mm. i believe mm. and the, just very like um cor- like courses that are supposed to be opening like mm-hmm. people's like um, mind and stuff mm. they were banned yeah. right so um, and then I guess like a bunch of like teachers quit right. and so now students like can't even like complete their degrees right. and it's just like affecting like every student there oh and also I saw that is it this year um, was like their largest like freshman like incoming freshman class so it's just it's just sad because now these fresh like their largest like incoming like freshmen are mm. just not necessarily stuck there, but like they're stuck there for like this semester where they can't take the classes that they want. They right. thought they were going to be yeah, able to take. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, there, 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 there. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on down there. Uh-huh. Um, Florida is the home of denialism. I call it denialism. Oh, that's true, actually. Which, yeah. Which is basically, in fact, the governor said it. He says we're 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 against diversity, inclusion, and equity. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, diversity. Being against diversity is like being against a wave coming in on the on, on the beach. Yeah, diversity is what America is. We are diverse. Oh yeah. Of, of, for over all our different uh, you know ethnicities. Number one. Second thing he said was he's he's against equity. Well, what is equity? Equity is fairness. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want he doesn't want he doesn't want diversity and he doesn't want fairness. And he's against inclusion. Well, inclusion is basically community bringing everybody together mm-hmm. to work together. So he doesn't want that either. Mm-hmm. But what they've done, interestingly enough, down there, is they've changed the 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 uh, whole like curriculum, the whole curriculum, and the admittance standards. So they've actually admitted, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people to the to the school mm-hmm. who have lower scores 
because they're athletes. Interesting. So they have the majority now of the incoming students are athletes, and the, the, the people who were current students who were in the dorms, they've moved a lot of those people out to, oh, yeah. to hotels off the, uh-huh. off the campus and given those dorm rooms to the athletes, mostly, mostly for the baseball team, supposedly, that, that still hasn't been scheduled to play any games. Huh. So this is what's going on there. So you have to see it as you have to see like the big picture in it mm-hmm. that they don't want they don't want thought they don't want um, history they don't want a discussion of where we were and where we need to go they want to go back yeah they want to go back in eon times to what they what when they considered America was great but they want to go back to a time. When America, except for the slaves that had been brought here uh-huh. and the American Indians who were the native owners of the land, it was a basically a white country. Yeah. But that day is over. Yeah. I mean, you can't be going back and saying, we're going we're gonna to change now. We're going to go back to the 1860s. We're going back in time. <laughs> we're going to go back in time. No, it's crazy, though. But it, this is what they believe, and this is what they sell to the voters down there. That 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 quote unquote these people mm-hmm. are your enemy, but they don't even know these people. They don't even know uh, most minority people or, or people of color or or, or LGBT people because mm-hmm. they, they have their own like clique of people that they hang out with. Yeah. But they're criticizing and moralizing about people who they have no, no idea yeah. what, what what they're what they're doing. Yeah, it's 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 kind of mind-boggling. And later on in the show, we'll get into another aspect of uh, the governor's Florida's plan. You know, the next item was a, something that came up across in the, in the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. and it's very very interesting because uh, the Wall Street Journal is a business paper. Yeah, I mean, the Wall Street Journal is not a liberal paper. Uh-huh. They, they, they backed Trump twice. I mean, they're very conservative. Mm-hmm. But they they wrote this very very interesting article about the AR-15, which is an assault weapon, Mm -hmm. and how uh, at one time, you know, it was a a successful gun company Uh uh, that uh, was making a lot of money selling selling these guns, but they were taken over by uh, by, uh, hedge fund people, basically, uh, on Wall Street, and they were able to expand, they were able to expand the company by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have now in this country an overabundance of assault weapons. Yeah. Uh, I think the argument against the assault weapons can be framed very simply. What is the need for an average person to have a gun that can kill 40 or 50 people within a couple of minutes? Exactly. And, and what can what logically would the gun be used for? Uh the the people who support gun rights say that you know you have the second amendment and everything that's fine there's nothing wrong with having a gun to protect your house yeah or or if you want to i'm not not that i'm a hunter i i I'm no, so, yeah, yeah, i yeah. sort of root for the animals but anyway um if you want <laughs> if you want if you want to go out and hunt something i guess it's okay but what what would you be doing with that gun? Exactly. Yeah. You no, know, that's the that's the thing that I don't understand because I, I don't understand either. You can't you can't use it like you know some people like to shoot skeet, you know, like target shoot. You know, they uh-huh. throw up the you know. Well, you can't use an assault weapon to target shoot. You certainly 
I guess you could use it in your home to protect your house, but you'd shoot up the house and you'd destroy the house while protecting yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to have any... Um, like good purpose. It doesn't seem to have any good purpose except for killing a lot of people Yeah. in a short time. Yeah. So what would be the public policy benefit of having somebody do that? That's, why, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what I don't understand. No, I was like, when I was reading the article, I was like, I mean, it gave a little like history. And I was like, mm. oh, this is interesting. But then like, I was thinking like, I've always kind of been, I don't, I don't like guns mm. like at all. Like, yeah. um, but I guess like having like a small like handgun mm. like stored somewhere in your house is way like to promote your safety. Mm. But yeah, I just don't understand the benefit of having a gun that can kill like 40 people. Like 40, 40 people are going to come into your house and you're going to yeah. shoot them all? No, it's it's... Well, and, and, and what made this even sadder was the fact that when they were having this expansion of the company mm-hmm. and, and, you know, producing all these guns, they had the shooting in Sandy Hook. Yeah. And all the kids were killed. 20 kids were killed. The six teachers were killed. Uh-huh. And, of course, you know, President Obama came out with his statement that, you know, we need to... We need to do gun control, do, yeah. Regulate it. And the end of the the end of the article, the end of the article is very interesting. And you know, w- when I teach, you know, I try to present business as both ethical and unethical, depending uh-huh. on the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. But the ending of the article is very interesting because the guy basically said, he said, well, he says, we sell guns to people who can legally buy them. And, and and like Monday when we get up, that's what we do. We sell guns. But the guy, the man, and, and this is in the Wall Street Journal, but the, the, the end of the article leaves you thinking, well, they really don't care. Yeah. It's just about the money. Yeah, it's just about the money. And, and, and if they can get all these people to buy it and, and increase their volume, they're good with it. But I'm saying to myself, well, but all these people were killed. All these little kids were killed. No, yeah, and that's another thing I'm like, like these people are are so like oh we have to protect our kids and all that but your kids are getting killed by the same yeah. gun that you're buying yeah that's right that's right yeah 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 well i i think i think i think the, deep down they know it's bogus yeah it's that they just don't care yeah you know and, and and it's like it's like selling cars with defective airbags yeah or or what have you that it's about the money it's about the money, you know, and and unfortunately, um, it's cost a lot of innocent people. Yeah, who had who really, I mean, if you think of the shooting down in El Paso, mm-hmm. the shooting in the school in Texas, this is so many. You could be here all day. The shooting at the synagogue. Yeah, but but uh, I think the Democrats need to be more, much more uh, ferocious about this. Yeah, and 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 trying to, if not change the law, at least point out to the vast majority of people the the public safety need to have regulation mm-hmm. and um i i don't i don't i don't i don't see them doing it no yeah i think that's something that the republicans have that democrats don't usually mm-hmm. have they like republicans are very like you said like ferocious and they're mm-hmm. very yeah, like yeah. open about their fe- feelings yeah yeah and like the democrats are kind of kind of shy kind of yeah, like yeah. oh <laughs> like i don't know yeah yeah well this is you know i mean and, and it's interesting um Speaking about that, um, we're we're going to be um, we're going to be uh, uh, 
you know, approaching the fall now. Mm-hmm. It's been 15 months at least, and we're still waiting for the report on the Texas shooting in the school. So this is not, they still don't, have not released the official report of what happened. What the heck? And, and, that ha- and, and how did that happen? How did it happen? Yeah. Because, because in the state of Texas, if you're 18 years of age, you can't get a regular handgun. You got to wait till you're 21, uh-huh. but you can't get an assault weapon. Now, how could that be? I feel like that's kind of flipped. It's, it's exactly, exactly. It should be, it should be the other way around. Yeah. But this young man got the gun, and you know, he killed all these people. Uh-huh. But the other aspect of it was the complete failure of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. on that day. I mean, yeah. they had hundreds of people. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're supposed to go in. Mm-hmm. I rest my case. So, so talk, talk a little bit about the Michigan State thing because I think that's very interesting. Um, so uh, Mel Tucker, who was the football coach, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Football coach uh, for like Michigan State mm-hmm. um, brought in this woman to talk about um, how to, what was it? Basically, she was like a sexual like assault. She was a rape vi- victim. Mm-hmm. So she was, you know, teaching the football players like how to, I guess, approach like different mm-hmm. situations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, she one day she filed a complaint and said that Mel Tucker, like, did so, uh, like, did some nasty stuff on mm-hmm. a phone call with mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and basically like reopened like t- what was it twenty five years of like past trauma mm-hmm. for her yeah yeah and it's just it's so sad because these people like knew each other they like worked together for mm-hmm. like a couple of years yeah, and yeah. the fact that you're you do that to her is like yeah. you're so inconsiderate like you yeah. what was the real motive behind you getting closer with her you yeah know? yeah yeah well i think it's it's also that people don't care yeah it's 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 that people uh, are used to behaviors that are wrong, mm-hmm. but they are comfortable with that. They're comfortable with uh, being uh, able to victimize people. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that jumped out at me in this uh, in this whole situation was that they knew uh, ten months ago about this. So it was not, it wasn't just like- It wasn't like out of the blue? No, it wasn't out of the blue. They knew about 10 months ago. Uh And uh, I don't know what they thought it was going to go away maybe, or she was going to drop the case or whatever it was. It was just going to disappear out of the air. It was going to disappear. But the thing about it is, the thing about it is that this is the same university Uh that um, had to pay an enormous settlement to the victims of Larry Nasser. The doctor at Michigan State. Oh, yeah. All the different young women and girls uh-huh. that this guy abused. So you would figure, after after a situation like that, where mm-hmm. they obviously were deficient in their response to what this what this quote unquote doctor was doing, that they would be much more aware and attentive uh-huh. to make sure that you know faculty employees whatever you have would behave in a certain way. Yeah. And they basically tried to cover it up. That's basically what they tried to do. And oh. and, 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 and they run they run they were unsuccessful in doing it. Uh-huh. But I'm 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 saying like, you know it's 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 like we were talking about the Northwestern thing. Mm-hmm. It, you know, 
it's it's the coach, yeah. Yeah. It's the athletic director, yeah. But it's 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 the hierarchy of the university. Yeah. It's 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 the administration. It's the people who, you know, the buck stops at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And if, whether it's the president of the university or the provost or whoever it is. If you've been informed of something like that, mm-hmm. you have to take action. Yeah. It's not like, you know, well, we're going to think about it. We're going to have a discussion. There's no discussion at a certain point. You you fire him. I think they did. I saw in the news today that they they fired him. Well, they fired him, but he's going to contest the firing. Oh. He's going to say that they had no right to fire him. You know, the usual. Yeah. The usual. Yeah, the usual. You know, but, but, but that's another interesting trend today also. Is that nobody's responsible for anything? Yeah, you know it's you know you would just love to see one person say I did it. Yeah, I did wrong. Uh-huh. I, I I'm ashamed of what I did, etc. And then you can say, all right, okay, we, we'll give you we'll give you some slack. Yeah, that you know you did the wrong thing, and uh, uh, maybe you can re- rehabilitate yourself or something. But, but that, that never happens, though. It never happens. People are just don't like to be wrong and in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, it's true. Well, uh, speaking of in the wrong, you know, one of the really sad stories in sports is the Spanish soccer team, the Spanish women's soccer team, who, you know, uh, whose great achievement was to win the World Cup and and to make Spain the only country in the history of the World Cup, both men and women, that had both a men's and women's champion. Mm -hmm. And their, their... Victory and their their uh, uh, you know achievement has been has been completely overshadowed mm-hmm. by the the treatment of the way they were treated by officials in the Spanish soccer federation, yeah, the coaches and everything. And you know you read some you know you read some of these articles. Like, I'm a man, okay. I I, I, I as a man, I, I I have no tolerance for it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm I feel very strongly about it that you know. There's a certain way of, to conduct yourself, yeah. Which, which obviously does not involve abusing people. Mm-hmm. But what struck me was what struck me is how long this has been going on, though. Yeah. And how these women basically were being treated in like a really demeaning manner, like you know the coaches wanting to, wanting to know everywhere they went out, who they went out with. Then they had to have like a, a night, and you know when they were in a training camp, they always had to have their door open. Why would you have to have your door open? Yeah. You're a grown adult woman or man as the case, whatever the case is. Uh-huh. And it would be like if you went, you know, like, in, like let's say you went on an accounting, an accounting seminar uh-huh. somewhere and they said, well, everybody in the seminar, you got to have your door <laughs> open at night. What? Why? <laughs> why? Well, that's, that's, that's the question. Why? Well, because they don't think that these people really are to be treated with, with respect. That's the only thing you can you could conclude, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you basically say, well, they're very good soccer players, et cetera, et cetera, so let's use them for their soccer talents, mm-hmm. but we don't have to respect them otherwise. So that that's you know that's what it is, but it's it's very sad. It is very sad, yeah. yeah. And then I guess we could talk a little bit as we, as we close out here about the book banning, which is very interesting. Yeah. Because what's been happening. Is originally this started in the schools, yeah, uh, in Florida and other and, and other states where basically they said that the uh, to talk about LGBT rights or or gay rights or whatever it is uh-huh. was inappropriate for children, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but now it's moved into the libraries, the regular yeah. adult libraries. So they want to take the books away from adults, 
So what is the what is the rationale there? They're not children. They're not at a, a, a certain age. They're grown people. Yeah. What what is happening to our freedom? You know. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I like I've seen a couple of these, and they're banning books like that I read in like middle school and high school. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's that's actually crazy because. These are like also like AP books. Like these are yeah. books that we need to be have in our brains about yeah. like and a lot of knowledge about to yeah. be able to pass our like AP exams. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like com- so shocking to me. Mm. And also like how, how what are the questions going to be like on the exam now? Mm. And like how are kids going to like just nav like also like navigate life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, these these things are not going away. Yeah. The gay people are not going away. Yeah. The transgender people, the LGBT people, the women's rights movement, the the, the, the racial justice movement, it's not going to disappear. So there's like an unreality there where people just don't want to accept it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, we've had a, we've had a, hopefully another informative show for, for all of our, our listeners. And uh, of course, it's been a great pleasure to, to, to do the show with Gabriella because we sort of like to kick around issues that... Um, involves different perspectives, and yeah. we hope that we hope that you've enjoyed it as well. And uh, we look forward to uh, having you listen to us uh, next week. So, with that in hand, I will say good night. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at TAMG1. That is T A M G1 at UNLV Nevada.edu or to contact Professor Charles Stanton at charles.stanton at unlv.edu. See See you you next time. time.